Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Taking Sides with the Dashleys. We have the most dramatic episode ever today for you. Just quoting Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. Why did you let her get away from Don't you? Don't let go of her. Peter! <laughs> the editors must have the best time coming up with those trailers. Anyways, let's get started. Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. So Ashton and I just went to a therapy appointment yesterday and he's going to be on our podcast our therapist, our very own therapist is going to be on the podcast soon. How awesome is that going to be? I don't know. Cause I cry every time I talk to him. So it'll be great. Well, for you guys, we'll keep it to a certain degree of not discussing our personal deepest, darkest issues. Yeah. Um, but also I just, I feel like I learned a little bit more about how important it is to boil it down to the emotion, not like the logical cerebral argument because you can defend your own cerebral arguments or just like logical argument all day. This is because you're both right. At there, you're both right. Both have points. But when you boil it down to the emotion and say, "I feel sad," or "I feel hurt," "I feel angry," "I feel upset," "I feel guilty," "I feel stressed," "I feel anxious," like that's where things get done, and that's where that's like what it. Those are the common denominators between everybody. And that's where where real communication and effective relationships are built is on the emotions, what you're feeling. I would like be telling him things and he's like, yeah, but how did, how did you feel? Yeah, but how did you feel? Yeah, but how did you feel? And it like, how did that make you feel? And it boiled it. And he like, it took him a while to get me to like boil it down to how I actually felt because of it. And, and he's finally like, oh man, that's how you felt. And they turned to Ashley like, did you want him to feel that way? And then we like started talking in those terms rather than our logical arguments, which can be defended all day and get nowhere. And that's what we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is my great trial to actually start with how I'm feeling versus my logical yep. arguments because I have basically put off my feelings my whole life. It was a doozy of a session. My emotions. I feel myself shutting down as we talk about it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Should we just get to the questions? Yep. All right. This is uh, from, I'm going to call her Stephanie. Okay? Did she say don't not to share? Yes. Me? First of all, love your vlogs and podcasts. I've learned so much about communication and relationships. Oh, good. Thank you, Stephanie. I have been debating for a long time whether or not to email taking sides. Because I'm not married, but I recently listened to a few podcasts that weren't for married couples, and I decided to email you because I'm so desperate. Well, let me see if I can explain so my one? predicament. I love roommate issues. Well, Ashley is all about I these. so many, and they're so dramatic, and they're just so hard. At least when you're dating someone or married, you're choosing 
to be with the person. But so many roommate issues are just like, I need a house. There's a room available. Or I bought a contract somewhere and they put me in a room that right here. And I had no say in where I went or who I lived with. Or I was desperate and I just didn't have an option to choose. Or I have no friends, so I have to live with somebody. Any others? I had a roommate once in Atlanta who was a boy named Ashley. And we shared a bathroom, both of us. He was the hairiest person in the world. Oh. And his name, he was like the male version of myself. It was so weird because his name was Ashley. Yeah. Anyways. You're going to, we're going to need to talk more about this. <laughs> male Ashley. Male Ashley. <laughs> the Big Little Life <laughs> podcast. Uh, okay, let's let's hear about this predicament that uh, that Stephanie is caught in the middle of. I am a college student living with three other girls in a two-bedroom apartment. Huh. I share a room with my cousin, and she has recently gotten engaged to her high school sweetheart after they both returned home from missions. Okay, so they're members of the church. Of um, our church. Yeah, of our church. The thing is that there has been a lot of red flags, and many people think these things need to be addressed before they get married. I went to high school with both of them and I'm very close to them and their relationship. Oh, this sounds so like a I, bachelor issue. It does. So I have seen a lot of things firsthand. Her family does not approve of the marriage at this point, especially her mom, because of recent things her fiance has done. Basically, her mom doesn't like him because she tells her mom all the bad things he's been doing and saying. And her fiance doesn't like her mom because she tells him all the bad things her mom is doing and saying that, that she doesn't like. I'm over here feeling caught because I'm getting both ends of the rants about her mom and her fiance. Here's what I relate to. Here's where I relate to Ashley, you, because I feel like I shouldn't cause more contention. I listen to what everyone says and care about making everybody happy. Plus, I am an introvert. I also have an opinion and think my fiance is a good guy. Think the fiance. It's not her fiance. Think the fiance is a good guy, but I think that he is controlling and very emotionally abusive. Oh, my cousin has expressed how he is making her feel. She is losing her testimony. Now he stops talking to her for days until she does something he wants and how he wants her to move in with his dad and brother and quit school so he can stay where he is. My aunt wants me to talk to my cousin. My cousin wants me to help her help plan her bridal shower and make her wedding cake. I don't know what to do. How do I express my concerns without pushing my cousin away, hurting her feelings, or making her feel she can't talk to me about what's going on in her mind? I support her and will always be there for her even if she is marries him, but I want her to hear my concerns. I don't want my cousin to get hurt. Do you have any advice on how to approach this conversation with her without ruining our relationship or our living space? Thank you for all your light and your example, Stephanie. Uh, I see. I don't know. It's rough because it's their choice. See, I just feel like... But you care and you feel like you have all these feelings. In my experience, when like love is involved, like I really liked Dallin and I didn't care what anyone said about Dallin. Like I had people whispering to me like, oh, you, you might not be able to trust him because he dumped you once. Maybe you're just his second choice. Like, like there were things whispered and like I just didn't care because I had decided to marry him or I've had friends or sisters who are dating people. And if someone says something like, oh, I don't know if they're the right person, like this is a red flag, they just don't care because they're just so in love. So I don't know how much it would help. I don't know. I Maybe the best place is to just be there for her. If she's had everyone tell her their concerns, maybe she just needs a friend. It's her life. I don't know. Man, it's... she probably knows like she's not an idiot. She probably knows he's not doing nice things 
if he's not doing nice things. It's just somewhere inside she's deciding she wants to be with him more than she cares that he's emotionally kind of manipulative. But I'm I'm sure she knows. It's sad and good at the same time how love can mask things. Or just but make it's just things like, not matter. It's like... It's her journey. Wanna, like from somebody who is married now and is on the other side and realize and who has been through the honeymoon phase and is now in the real life phase where you are with this person like for your whole life, living your life together and things really make a difference and matter, you know, I know because but it impacts you. Like, I don't know. I just, it's her journey. So maybe it's right for her. Maybe it's wrong for her, but she'll... F- She'll figure it like out. Like she just has to learn that lesson on her own. But maybe it's she'll get. They'll be married and she'll be happy. Like the things that make one person happy might not make another person happy. The things yeah. that matter to her, maybe he has those qualities, and the things that don't matter to her are red flags to everyone else. It is really concerning how he stops talking to her, basically throwing a tantrum until she does something that he wants. And yeah, like, and maybe he's it, trying to control her life, like. It, but like maybe it won't work out, but maybe it not working out is how she needs, is how she, only she can learn what she values yeah. and what she like wants. Like our therapist said, he doesn't really give advice unless somebody asks for it. It sounds like she's in a place where she's not ready to receive advice. So I would just be a friend. So she, so you need to be, Stephanie, you need to be somebody that she can come to and feel free talking when to. When she wants advice. Because she, because she has all these other people trying to give her advice and tell her she's making the wrong choice. Like she would really appreciate you to be the person who is just loving her um, like just unabashedly and not casting judgment and just being on her side and having her back and wanting for her what she wants for herself Yeah, and letting her decide what she wants for herself. Letting her make her own decisions and just having her back because, because when uh, she does like when she is feeling the heat, if her boyfriend really is like so bad like this, then she will come to you and you'll be there ready to listen to her and validate her emotions and like just be ready to give her your thoughts when she's ready to hear them. If she has, like, I know you don't want to be the person where she's like, why didn't you tell me? Like, why didn't you let me know that you had concerns about this in like five years when everything's falling apart? But if she has her mom and her aunts and so many other friends be telling her like this is a terrible idea this is a terrible choice like she has those she has people telling her so it's not like she isn't thinking about it or aware or looking at it so you probably don't need to be that person for her yeah if she asks you definitely don't hold back but like but just come from a place of love and concern and like just saying how you feel rather than like you're making a bad choice stuff like that and and just to say what you observe and that's like, and, and help her think clearly because like, like love can mask things. Just say what you've observed and just like ask her to think critically about how she honestly feels about her boyfriend. Like but not talking to her. But obviously she is. Like, I don't, what I do mean, you mean? Like she's obviously thought about her boyfriend. Thinking critically about it though, instead of like through, through love goggles. I mean like that's, like somebody, I think that's, don't ever say that. That's super condescending to tell someone you're not thinking about this. You have love goggles on. I wasn't saying that to say that to her. I know, but like. Don't assume that she's an idiot and not thinking about it because she probably is thinking about it. And she's just made a decision that people don't agree with. Maybe I'm just thinking about myself in the past. I really easily put on love goggles 
and just kept driving forward. But in the past, you also have had people try and like tell me what to do. Curb your thoughts and, and like, I'm just your like don't even care at all. And it's just annoying. Or if you have listened to them, you're annoyed at yourself for having put so much stock in what they think. Yeah, like Peter right now on The Bachelor. Yeah, it's just annoying. Like, just he's let, just very indecisive. Just do what you want. You need to just make your own decisions, Peter. From the sage wisdom of two wedding videographers, nothing ever. It can end in a second. The day of a wedding. We've had a couple weddings where they just get called off the day of. So it's not set in stone till it's set in stone. And even when it is set in stone, it can be unset pretty fast. It just is expensive, involves a lot of legal work and really sucks. So <laughs> it's but just like maybe this is her lesson that she has to learn. I don't know. Like she obviously really loves him for some reason. And uh, just be your friend, have her back. And maybe um, they have a love that don't we don't judge. understand. Yeah, there's always that too. And it will end out great. Okay. Um, yeah. Pray about it and uh, don't judge and be a light. And and what's the quote from Stephen, Stephen uh, Covey? It's like, be a light, not a judge, a model, not a critic. Yeah. That's what just he says. Be your friend. Okay. So next, please don't use my name. Oh, we have a lot of those today. Yeah. Well, this is, this means we're getting the good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hello, Dashleys. Love watching your vlog. And oh, wait, 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 wait. What are you going to name her? This is one of your favorite things. I'll name her um, Honey Marin from Frozen 2. Gosh. I love that name. This is from Honey Marin. Hello, Dashleys. I love watching your vlog, listening to both your podcasts. Just wondering if you have any advice for this. My husband and I have been married for 13 years. Yay, us. Anyways, my problem isn't with the hubs, but it's actually with my family. I am the oldest child out of six kids. We're a very close family. The problem that I'm facing is that we don't seem to get any respect from my family, and they sometimes tend to treat me like I'm still a little kid. I'm 34 years old. I'm a natural people pleaser and will avoid contention at all costs, like I've literally hid in the closet before to avoid conflict that was going on. Yes. Anyway, is that a, that's you? Even if it's not conflict, sometimes I still hide in the closet. <laughs> Anyways, I feel always feel bullied and pressured by my family. Here are some examples. Family vacation. My family is planning a vacation this coming summer to Disney World. We have told them it's Disney. There's nothing bad happens at Disney, right? No, they just don't want to go and they're getting... That was very sarcastic because of our week last week. Right. Right. Where it was pretty rough. The refiner's fire, as I refer to it. Uh Uh-huh. We have told them repeatedly that we won't be able to come on this trip for several reasons. We just got back from huge vacation and need time to recoup our money. My husband isn't able to take time off from work at that time of year. And we just don't plan on wanting to go to Florida in the heat of summer. But they won't take no for an answer. I've told them at least five times. I feel like whenever I say no, it's like a starting point for a negotiation. They keep asking, guilting, and it's finally to the point where it's making me have really hard feelings towards them. They've even gone as far as talk to our kids and ask them why we aren't going to Disney. <laughs> Jeez. I would just do things like what I do with George when he wants something. What? Like if he's like, Mom, I really want that. And he's like throwing a fit. I'm like, gosh, I know. It sounds like the best thing ever. Wouldn't that be so cool if we could have that? <laughs> just like agree with them on everything. Like, oh my gosh, this vacation looks amazing. Uh-huh. Gosh, I'm so excited for you guys. It, wouldn't it be so cool if we could come? But we can't. But it, oh, I know. Like when they try and like bargain with you and convince you that it's amazing and it's worth going, just be like, I agree know. Agree with them. It's. I would. I know. That it looks so great. Good. It looks like the best vacation ever. It's something I would totally love to do. Mm-hmm. Like. But then it's just like, but we can't because of work. It's kind of like... Or the, we don't want to. 
which is fine. Which is so fine. I hate when family says, if we all just put enough priority on going, then all of us will be able to go. <laughs> Makes me want to scream. Because sometimes you just can't go. Sometimes you have work or sometimes you have children who don't travel well or some, sometimes you just don't want to go and you want to spend your money on something else or save your money for something else. Yeah. Like, vacations are not, if you love this family, you go on every vacation with us. Vacations, listen to Dave Ramsey for 10 minutes. Vacations cost money and time and they need to be something that you feel completely able to do and something that doesn't put pressure on you financially or professionally or familially. Like, Vacation does not equal I love this family. Vacation is just something you could do if you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Those are my thoughts. Okay. Well, but wait, there's more. Okay. Example two, any holiday. <gasps> any holiday is a complete mess and stress time for me. My husband's family also lives close. Both our families are like 10 minutes or less away. And we like to be able to see both sides of my family for the holiday. Well, my family thinks they have a claim on every holiday. And whenever we choose to go to the in-laws or heaven forbid, do something by ourselves, it's like we killed someone. My mom especially likes to lay on the guilt. In the end, I usually give in to what they say, what they want because it's easier, which in retrospect is probably why they keep doing it because in the end they get what they want. I love my family more than anything and I don't want to do anything to hurt or upset them. But at the same time, I can't be disrespected anymore. Okay. This is like, it's like I'm talking to myself and I've come a long way in a couple years. This is your life. It is not their life. Your parents had holidays. And you like, are not responsible for their happiness. And you are not just a member of their family anymore or just a member of your f husband's family anymore. Those are secondary relationships. Your main relationship is you and your husband and your family. Do what brings you joy. If it doesn't bring you joy, don't do it. No your one's family gonna, has to respect that. And if not, then they're not being good like, family no members. No one's going to die if you don't go to the 4th of July with them or Christmas with them. If you want to go on a vacation and get away for Christmas, you should not feel guilty. If you want to have Christmas at your home and not visit anyone and say, if you want to visit me, come over. But we want to just stay home this year because we we're, we just want to have a chill Christmas. Like, do it's, There's nothing wrong with that. Turn it back on them. If they're guilting you, just be like, I can't believe you're hurt. like, you don't care about my feelings. It's so sad that my own mom isn't caring about my feelings and what's important to me. The hardest is the first year. After the first year, it can become a tradition and people weirdly respect traditions. Like, oh, we always do this. Oh, this is a tradition. We have to do it. It's like something that you can't step on. It's just your tradition. And then people have the choice to join you on your tradition or not join you. It's all, once it becomes a tradition, people just don't, it's just like, oh, it's their tradition. It's just <laughs> what they do. Yeah. Also, one song that you could listen to to just amp yourself up and make you braver than you are is It's My Life by John Bon Jovi. That it's one. It's my life. It's now or never. I ain't gonna live I ain't forever. Gonna live forever. Man, yeah. we got to sing that next karaoke session. That's a good one. And I'm not like opposed to family things. Just if it's destroying you and no family should guilt trip anybody they sh you're not in charge of their happiness it's not like if you go don't go then all is ruined like it's a group of people it's a it's a institution a bunch of people hopefully trying to do things together because you love each other and you are family which is important yeah. but it's not more important than like your budget and your own happiness mm -hmm. i come from a like sort of chill family where people like you know if you want to come you can come but if not don't which i am really grateful for or maybe we're just more comfortable being like, 
Like if my mom is like, you need to come. I don't have a lot of issue being like, oh, sorry. Like we're not coming Mm -hmm. even. And it doesn't bug me if my mom is like guilting me because I just know she just wants me to come. And it's not really like about guilt. It's just, she really wants me to come, but I just can't. So I don't know, like I don't care as much or I'm just braver with my own family with like extended family or in-laws. I'm not as brave. So like you really have to just let your anxiety chill out and be like, is this something that's good for my family? Do I really want to like experience this every year for the rest of my life? Or do I just want to like be strong and, and they'll be okay if we don't come to this one thing. Or if we do come to this one thing, it doesn't mean that we're signing up to come for the rest of our life forever. Yep. Here you go, honey, Marin. You get to practice putting yourself first and standing up for yourself and taking charge of your own happiness and not feeling responsible for other people's happiness. And if, Because they definitely don't feel responsible for your happiness. That's the other thing. Like, if they're guilting you, they don't care about making you happy. They just care about making themselves happy. Uh-huh. And And that's a good thing to realize. Everyone's just doing what makes them the most happy. So don't be the only person in the room who's not doing that. And they're probably feeling guilt for whatever reason if the whole family isn't together for some reason. And they shouldn't be feeling that. And they shouldn't put that on you. So just stand up for your own happiness and expect others to do the same. And you're not in charge of their happiness. Do what makes you happy this year, honey, Marin. Okay. Boo! On fire, Ash. Next one. I just feel like there's a lot of familial obligations like that I believe in. And doing like, and, and like holidays and vacations are not something that I believe are like obligations. It's just doing it if you want to do it and if you don't want to do it. And it's okay if you want to do something else on a holiday that your whole family doesn't want to do. Like, that's fine. They'll be like, they'll be okay. They will. Everything will be okay. (laughs) Yeah. That is all. It will all be okay. You don't have to go on a vacation. Did you know that's the theme of Disney? That's what they want people to feel when they go in the park. Everything is going to be okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they want people to feel. Everything's going to work out okay. If Everything's going to be okay. If you're a loving daughter, daughter-in-law, sister, cousin, and you care about them, they're going to know you care about them even if you don't go on vacation. And I if, like what Ashley said also about agreeing with him, like uh, letting the consequences or the reasons do the talking rather than like your emotions. Be like, oh, I would so love to go because I love you guys so much and I love spending time with you. And that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. We just have this and this and this thing. We and can't it's just go. not going to work And it kills me. Year. I feel so bad. Gosh, dang it. Yeah, like I'm totally going to, I know I'm missing out. It's keeping the relationship, keeping the love, but letting the the reasons. Be firm. Do the, do the you know, deci- mm-hmm. deciding. And they're good reasons. Budget, work, mm-hmm. happiness. All right. Next one, Ash. You ready? Ready. This is called mother-in-law dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Here we go. I hate doing these ones because I feel like they reveal too much. Okay. This one doesn't have a name either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All righty. This is from Deanna. Let's just say Deanna. Recently, my mother-in-law made a comment how she won't be going into a nursing home when the time came saying she'll just come live with us. I'm hoping she meant it as a joke, (laughs) but it really didn't seem like it. And it got me and my partner talking. Do you think it's fair to say no to your partner about his mother moving in? Or do you think it's selfish and I should find a way to deal? I like my space and even family vacations drive me mad after a few days. So I feel like living would cause frustrations and fights between me and my partner. Thanks for your help, Deanna. Deanna. Inflection was wrong at the end of that. Did she say don't use my name? Yeah. Deanna. You just used her name though. No. Her real name is something else. Oh. 
What would you say, Del? Um, I mean, it just goes down to what your core no, values but like what, are. What's like your core value? My core value? Yeah, like your personal I one. do feel an obligation to care for the the mother who cared for me my whole life growing mm-hmm. up for 20 years. I feel an obligation to honor that. Whether, whatever that looks like, I don't think that to means... To me, that doesn't look like we all share a home. It doesn't have to. But to me, that looks like maybe one day if when we're if we're more successful we have we buy a home for her or we you know like we have a uh i would love to have in my house like a carriage house over my garage i think that's like one of the best and i would love to do that for our parents i just also value my space and like you know like if if dallin and i are fighting or if we're doing other things that aren't fighting literally every person needs their own space yeah i just value our space and I think other people value their space, but I would love to offer a place where we can help out our family members if they need help. And the, a carriage house is kind of the situation that I would think would be the best. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like right down the hallway mm-hmm. hearing everything, you know? Yeah. Like a mother-in-law, like there's a lot of homes in St. George that have a mother-in-law suite where there's a separate entrance. And I think that could work. I would rather have it like separate from the house though. And I think they would too, like keep their own dignity a little bit more, you know, in well, their and old just age. like have their own kitchen and have and like an Alexa that you can drop in whenever you need or whatever yeah. communication device. And I would love to pay for like a cleaner to go in uh-huh. and stuff like these are all things like incumbent on our success. And these are all goals that we have to like, like furnish to be able this. To do that, yeah. But these are things like that we've thought about and written on a, a vision board, like that we are able to do that. So that like is one of one of the many reasons why we're we're trying to like build our business and work hard so that we can be that person if our family needs that person. But also I don't want them in my house. Yeah. And that's okay. So we're going to make it work. My mom and dad don't want to be in my house. They want to be in my carriage house. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I haven't talked to your mom about it, but I think she would love a carriage house. I do too. Because then if she had people over, like you can just, you don't have to ask like, Oh Ash, are you okay? If I have people come over or if, someone sleeps over like a family member. I like, it's just your house. Yeah. And uh, no, so like also Deanna, this isn't something that she should just, your mother-in-law shouldn't just throw on you. Maybe like growing up, it was totally fine to expect that in her family or culture, whatever, but it's, it's like, it's obviously something you should talk about. And so maybe, maybe it is something you can just brush on the rug. And if she brings it up again, then it's a little more certain that be she like, is like planning on well, it. Be hold like, on. Be like, what are your, you know, like, maybe start off first and be like, we would love to be able to do that for you. We can talk more about that if you want to, because we also have our own needs that we, that are important to us too. And we want to be able to take care of you however we can. If you want to talk about that now and kind of lay it out, we can, but like you've brought that up a few times now. And I just want to make sure that there's no, there's no, what, like no underlying or no assumptions being made that we both aren't okay with. It becomes something like that. Annoying. I know people who are in the situation where the parent or grandparent says things like, oh, I don't need to save for retirement because you're just going to take care of me. That becomes like, and that is kind of like a selfish act, I think. Well, nobody should put that on anybody. Right. Like they should definitely still save for, I don't know if that's what your your mother-in-law is saying. Like, oh, I don't need to, to prepare for that time because you'll just take care of me. Yeah. Dave Dave Ramsey has a lot of people call in who say that. They're like, I don't know what to do. Like, what does he say to him? He's like, you need to talk to him. Like, that is not your job. 
Like they need to, that's selfish on their part. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Like it's good. Take care of them. Be a helpmeet to them. But it is not your job to like take care of them after they've lived frivolously and without like saving any money. Like that's not your job to catch them when they fall off the cliff that they're running towards. Uh Uh-huh. So that's what Dave says. Not in those exact same words, but he gets really mad when he hears about parents doing that to their kids. Chris Hogan has a book about retirement. Retire Give that to her. Retire inspired. Mm-hmm. All right, Ash, we got another one from No Name. We're getting all the juicies today. This is from Jan. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hello, Dashley's. I need advice on my mother-in-law. She thinks what? she knows about. She thinks she knows best about how my husband and I raise our kids. Oh, geez. Like not homeschooling because I'm not smart enough because I didn't finish school, so oh, they she, won't learn what oh, they need to learn. Oh, she wants to homeschool. She Jan wants to homeschool, but her mom doesn't think she's or her mother-in-law doesn't think she's smart enough because she didn't finish school, so her kids won't learn what they need to and they won't get socialized enough. And even though we go to church twice a week and dance co-op, homeschool once a week, dance co-op and a co-op homeschool once a week, and how we need to discipline our children and how we have to stop having kids because we have too many, even though we just had our third baby. We know we are good parents. We do, we're doing what we believe God wants us to do. But how do we tell her she needs to back off and let us do what we want to do unless we ask for her opinion? Thank you so much. So you can go about this two ways. Oh, my gosh. That's that's rough. Um, there are two ways to go about this because it sounds like you're doing wonderful things. And like coming from a teacher, if you are an intentional homeschooler, your kids will either be fine or better than public school kids. As far as socialization and extracurricular activities. Well, it sounds like you're doing great things for socialization. Yeah. Like kids are fine. They don't need to go to... And in good environments too, because like the socialization in school is great too, but also it's... Well, I mean You learn a lot of bad things. For so much of history, children have not been in a public school institutional situation. Like... And they were all fine. Parenting in history used to be like the mom and dad together all day, raising the kids, teaching them, you know, how to work hard and they went, everything they needed for life. If they, they went to school, life. it was a tiny school. Like, and they were all fine. Like if your kids have friends and if they have experiences outside of your home where you're like, where they're getting out and going places, which I'm sure they are. Like you don't sound like a crazy like person who doesn't let your children out. And that's what I say that because a lot of people think that's what homeschoolers do. But it sounds like your kids are great. Like they're in extracurricular activities. You're in a co-op. I can't wait to find an awesome co-op. That's like co-ops can be so awesome. Like all of the best parts of school without. The drama. Without the lack of lack of power on the parent side and the standardized testing. Like co-ops are great. Um, So you can go you can do two things. You could either confront her and be like, shut up. Seriously, which I think you like, would. I really appreciate all like your. No, your, I wouldn't like, even be nice. I'd no, be like, it's like no. I'm just coming from a, like assuming the good about her that she's coming from a place of concern and caring and wanting what's best for her grandkids and stuff. But you, you are overstepping your bounds. This is not your decision to make. This is mine. We are being great parents, and I would really appreciate if you did not give me advice unless I asked for it. I would draw her a picture and I would put a line across the paper and I'd be like, I feel like there are no boundaries. So I would just like to tell you what my boundaries are now. How for I, the health of our relationship. And I would write how I raise my children, how I discipline my children, homeschool, my relationship with your son. These are all things I don't want to talk to you about. Everything else on the other side of the line, I would love to talk to and you about. And reassure her that this is for the health of your relationship and happiness because you're harboring a lot of resentment right now because of like all these expectations that she's putting on you. 
that you don't deserve and you don't need and is not her place to Ooh, do. Oh, here's a good line. I would love... I And she will be hurt wait, by let it. me tell my but line. But in let the long line. run, she will... Like, it'll make your relationship better. She will be offended and hurt at the beginning. And that's okay because she's doing plenty of offending and hurting you right now. So you just have to... For the health of the relationship, it's like trimming a tree back so it grows properly, you know? Yeah. Say something like, I am choosing to believe that you say all these things to me because you love me and you want to help me. But really, they're causing me to hate you. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> maybe that could be, you know, fluffed a little bit. Hate is a strong word. I don't know. It's hard for me to want you around because what you're doing feels like badgering to me and belittling. And like you don't trust me to make my own decisions about raising my kids. And maybe you don't. But if you don't trust me, then you need to keep that to yourself if you want to keep coming over to my house. Boom. Stand up for yourself, Jan. You it's got this. your house. Your mom-in-law is definitely overstepping your bounds. Time to draw the line. Literally and on paper, I like that She just doesn't feel the power. There needs to be a power shift. This is my house. These are my kids. If you're not kind to me, if you don't respect me, then you don't get to come in my house and you don't get to see my kids. Like there yep. needs to be a... Like she's going to hate it. Some behavioral guidelines. But it guidelines. will do better for the relationship in the long run. You got this, Jan. Maybe that sounds really mean that like, but I really feel like they're, it's your house and it's your kids and it's a privilege for her to, to see them. And if she's belittling you and badgering you and telling you you're making terrible choices and really crossing the line with things like you need to stop having kids and like you're doing this wrong and you're not smart enough to teach your kids. Like it's like bullying straight at up this rude. point. Yeah. That's so, not okay. Like she doesn't get to to have the privilege of your family if she's not kind to your family. Yeah. Okay, man. Uh, lots of hard ones today. You guys go have these hard conversations. You got this. We believe in you. You can do this. And standing up for yourselves, your own happiness, not being responsible for anybody else's happiness, and they are not responsible for your happiness, drawing the line. Right. A relationship with your children is a privilege that people are given until your kids are adults. So if they're not nice to you and your kids, they don't need to have a relationship with them. No one's going to agree with that. I feel like I'm alone in that thought. I mean, there's just different beliefs about family. I love family, but I think if they're not respectful and kind. You are the primary like caregivers and person raising your children, right? So you are in charge of what, like everything. If your mom was coming over and telling me I was an idiot for wanting to homeschool my kids and that I, we need to stop having children because we've had too many and we can't take care of them. Those are all rude things to say. I would just tell her Gosh. to leave. Yeah, like, like I don't. No mother-in-law should be saying those things. That's rude. I'm not a fighter in that I don't start fights, but I also don't fight in that I'll just leave or make you leave. Yeah. So. No, those are rude things to be saying. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys. You got this. Have a good day. We love you. Goodbye.